Okay, welcome to episode two of the Aligning 360 podcast. On this episode, I'm going to be interviewing myself. I'm just going to be talking uh, about where I'm at, what I've been up to, the direction of the podcast, and the direction in which I feel like my life is moving towards. Um, I've been away, obviously. For those of you that have been paying attention, I've been taking some time to reorient and recalibrate. I think that we're always to some degree on the path, um, even if we're going spiraling downwards. I wasn't particularly spiraling downwards, but you know, I feel like in some ways some slight regressions. Uh, learned some new aspects and features in my chart that really illuminated this and was like, okay, this is something that I need to focus on. A brief explanation why I've been away. Just taking some time, taking some time to really ask myself, is this something, if this is something that I want to be doing? And it is, you know, I have, I have Pisces in my third house. My North Node is in my third house. And this means that, at least to me, uh, being involved in conversations related to spirituality and North Node and Pisces, you know, just in general, uh, depicts interest in moving in the direction of a more spiritual uh, orientation. Which means that my south node is in Virgo. And that means that I can have the tendency to overanalyze pretty much anything and everything that I put my mind to. (laughs) Uh, A lot of those those tendencies, some of the neuroticism that comes with that has alleviated with the implementation of regular exercise. That's a big one. A lot of the exercise that I do is functional patterns type stuff. I do some strength training, lots of uh, cardio because it helps me get into these little rhythms where I'm having to maintain my breath and my body movement along with cold showers, uh, cold exposure in general. Those are all being, those are all very helpful in helping me calm down some of the over analysis and the neuroticism that comes with that. But in that phase, I was aiming to get some audio equipment. I, for the most part, have my setup now. The rest of it's on the way via Amazon. That takes time. Transitioning into a new job just to help pay the bills and get myself reoriented financially which I feel good about where that's at and where it's going. Um, so all of that, plus a little trepidation and hesitation because it's a little bit scary and the prospect of continuing to share myself in a way that exposes myself to you know, what could be millions of people, I really am not 
interested in that. That number seems like very scary to me just in general. So thankfully I'm only having about 35 listeners on average right now. That helps me stay a little bit, uh, not comfortable, but I feel good about that, you know? And as I, as I get better, as I learn, uh, and find these grooves, at least what I feel like called to share, um, hopefully people find that interesting and useful. Uh, I think as I progress and develop in that way, it won't really matter to me what that number is necessarily. And at least that's the goal is that that number makes absolutely no difference. Um, so yeah, so without, you know, going into any more excuses or explanations, I'm back and this is episode two. And I have a couple of people that I'm really interested in getting to interview soon. Um, I realized that I needed to get two microphones instead of one because of the type of microphone that it is. For anybody that knows anything about those, um, that would probably be obvious to you, but it wasn't to me. And so now I've got that corrected. And within the week, should be all good to go. So new discoveries. Uh, the new discoveries for me is that I have a lot of my planets in the lower quadrants of my chart. I have a couple in the upper quadrants. Um, basically what this means is that, well, there's a lot of things, but what I found to be interesting is that I can have the tendency to lean strongly on my relationships. And I often find myself like driven towards being of service. I often find myself driven towards you know, wanting to be supportive for people. Um, and I feel like I have like a fair amount of consistency built up in that. And I also like my freedom. So I like to, you know, not necessarily disappear, but my autonomy is important to me. And what I realized is like, okay, this is further validation that the continuing to develop agency is very important to me. And the easiest way that I know how to do that is discipline. And that, you know, there's a lot of ways that that looks. Mentioned some of them, the exercise, the cold exposure, etc. Creating goals for myself is very important. Uh, this was not something that anyone really ever taught me. Uh, it's something that I've sort of learned through, you know, all different kinds of figures around me. Um, and then also access through the internet and, you know, all the people that are giving advice out there that I found useful. But goal setting has been super important and, it's, it's challenging for me. I mean, I'll be straight up about it. It's like very challenging for me to, because sometimes it's hard for me to identify goals because I can see so many damn options and I have so many opportunities and, and I don't mean for that, to, you know, whatever, take that however you want. But what I mean is that, um, 
you know, it's like, it's like, uh, this used to be a thing where I would, you know, when I was a kid, my mom would say, you know, okay, you can pick out a soda or pick out a candy or whatever, you know, and I look and there's so fucking many of them. And it's just like, well, what do I, what do I want? Well, I want that. Ooh, Tahitian treat. That sounds nice. That used to be my jam. Uh, sun-kissed orange. Ooh, that sounds nice. Uh, Mountain Dew. You know? Which one do I want? I can only get one. What do I want? And I've noticed that that doesn't, that doesn't really make things easy for me and it doesn't really work for me, you know? And so... Um, looking ahead, you know, it's like, okay, I know that I'm interested in coaching. I know that I want to communicate in some way with people in a way that improves the quality of their life. So it's like, okay, well, podcasting is an obvious avenue for that. Um, but what's the medium that I'm going to use? And it's okay, so astrology. That's something that I'm really interested in, something that I find very useful and very meaningful. Uh, basic exoteric astrology is sort of what got me into it. And then as I started looking deeper and deeper and having more conversations about it and interpreting and analyzing my chart, it became very obvious to me that there's something to this regardless of what the scientific proof is that you can say, you know, empirically here, this generates this type of energy, this type of vibration. It's like, yeah, a lot of it is mythologized and, you know, but there's a reason why it's mythologized. There's a reason why it's withstood the test of time. There's a reason why there's a growing interest in it right now. There's a reason why I look at my chart and I see myself in it. And these, a lot of these things have been illuminated to me prior to having, you know, the astrological terminology at my disposal. I would get some sort of insight. I would have some sort of realization through some difficult experience, you know, a breakup and then implementing discipline, etc. To realize, oh shit, this is perfectly illuminated in my chart. I've always had an interest and a disposition towards wanting to be in the uh, humanities, I would say at least after my uh, phases of realization where I started to realize like, oh, I've just been adapting to my environments. I've just been taking on who the environment is and trying to fit myself into that. Once I realized that that's what I was doing and the reasons why I was doing it and started working on that, and I started to discover my own values, my own interests and what you know, really inspires me and what it is that I'm up to, or excuse me, what it is that I want to be up to. That's when I started taking a real growing interest in people because that was sort of implied in the way that that was, you know, in the way that I was operating. I was adapting because I wanted to be liked by people because I like people and I want them to like me and I want them to, you know, that's kind of what was going through my mind back then. And probably some level of survival mechanisms, you know, a shame-based society, you're locked inside of your ancient reptilian brain, you know, fear means, 
you know, life or death. Like, you know, you get kicked out of the tribe, you're done. And so, you know, there's probably some of that in there too. But in general, like I realized like, no, I genuinely like people. I don't like that people are mean as fuck to each other. I don't like that people are, you know, uh, can be selfish and conniving and backstabbing and, you know, all the darker traits of humanity. Yeah, that sucks, but that lives in me too. And I feel like it's not really worth um, placing my emphasis and focus there that actually placing my emphasis and focus on the good nature of myself and the good nature of humanity without the naivete that obviously the shadow sides exist that's the place where improvement happens and you know that's clearly illuminated in libra being on my 10th house cusp i'm up for in my career i'm interested in relationships i'm interested in justice i'm interested in creating balance i'm interested in initiating new ways of thinking and seeing things perspectives I have sun in the sixth house in Gemini. I'm, I shine when it comes to being in service to people. And it lights me up. I feel bright. I feel like when I'm expressing my solar self, I'm connected to my heart in service to people. I enjoy that. And it comes natural to me, my Virgo South node, the things that get in the way, over analysis, scatteredness flakiness, inconsistency, indecisiveness. And so that's where my work is. So creating those structures and those those disciplines, things like that to keep me consistent where it's like the main thing for me is you know very basic rudimentary stuff because I have the tendency to get into, you know, the esoteric high level, like I'm interested in that, but it's like, you can't, you can't jump to step five. And I've spent, you know, a lot of my life trying to jump to step five. And now I'm just like having to go back and do fundamental stuff. But the fundamental stuff is what will help me get to what I know is available. Just don't have the wherewithal to hold it all together yet. So that's what I'm working on. And I have to, to some degree, do it by myself. I have a lot of people in my life that are up for being a support. You know, Condor, I, uh, or Connor, I call him Condor. I, you know, just, uh, you know, he was the guy that I did my, my first two podcasts with. I was on his and then he was on, you know, did episode one. And... He's just a great fucking friend. You know, he's a great resource in terms of, you know, offering all the support that he's able to give. He has Venus and Virgo, Mars and Virgo. So he's passionate about service. You know, it's very clear in his uh, vocation. You know, he's a climbing coach. And really, I think climbing is just the medium through by which he gets to connect with people because he really loves people too. 
And even though I have all of that support, I feel like to some degree, if I don't do it myself, I won't know it. And my Aquarius moon needs to know it. And so, yeah, so that's the direction. And there's a body aspect. There's a mind aspect. Those two usually go hand in hand. And the heart comes through when those two are, are really taken care of. You know, the heart just kind of shines through for me. When I've done what I need to do to be in alignment with myself mentally and physically, my love for humanity just kind of like comes through and it's not even that big of a deal. You know, it's not even like something that I have to try to do. It's just sort of naturally emerging from my healthy state. And so, yeah, kicking up the supplements again, getting that game going strong, which has been awesome. Getting the mushrooms in, getting the shilajit in, getting the sea moss in, the lion's mane, the maitake, the chaga, the reishi, the ginger, also the red bull. <laughs> That's something, you know, so <clears throat> I go through these phases where um, I do abstinent like basically like fasting practices and you know in some ways i call them prayers to myself because they are and this one you know so i if any of you know me you know that i've gone back and forth with alcohol i've gone back and forth with tobacco i started smoking when i was 16 Chew tobacco from 18 to like 24 or something like that. And, uh, you know, it's just been, it's been something that I've always enjoyed. But the nicotine and the way that it works with my system gets me too hot and it makes my nervous system a little erratic. Started producing high anxiety. And then, you know, so I, I took some time off from tobacco did the back and forth dance, you know, 20 plus times, probably more than that, honestly. And it's a hard one. It's no shit hard. And what I realized is that you have to have something uh, for me. I had to have something that was worth quitting for. And it's hard to come up with that when you're, you know, uh, hopelessly attached to something because it occurs as that thing actually does what you use it for, which is, oh, I do it because I like it. And it's like, no, I did not do it because I liked it. My body never liked it. I did to some degree enjoy the experience, but as far as liking it, you know, it was a sort of like masochistic liking it, you know, it's kind of like, ooh, that hurts so good, you know? One or two times, you know, it's like if I stopped for a week and I smoked, oh, man, that first cigarette, fuck yeah, dude, did enjoy it, you know. It was a very grounding, heart-opening experience. Two or three times after that, 
gone. That disappears. Now my lungs are numb. Now I feel alienated from my heart center. I cannot actually come from there because it feels blocked. I'm not even, it's like I'm not even allowed there. You know, I think it's a traditional Chinese medicine that they view the lungs as grief. My lungs, I'm Gemini. It's very important for me for my lungs to be working. Because otherwise I'm just going to be talking from my head. And that can be interesting and fun and playful and all that, but it's really not going to have much substance. And, you know, substance is what I'm up for. And so, you know, that back and forth dance, I eventually quit, I think for like six months, something like that. And, you know, jumped back in, did what I did. Then... Then I learned how to, I, a friend of mine gifted me a cigar and he, and it was through a weird series of circumstances that I don't know that I'll go into necessarily at this point. Maybe if it becomes more relevant in the future, I'll go into it. But and he, he handed it to me and he said, pray with this. It was after a particularly difficult uh, Yahe experience that I had and you know, particularly difficult in the sense that it was the most difficult experience in my entire life. Um, maybe multiplied by like five. Uh, and he said, here, pray with this. And in this raw, vulnerable, open state, I learned how to pray with it because I could actually go to the spirit of tobacco with reverence and say, I need your help. And I was out at the river and I was sitting there and I was just doing my best to honor the spirit of tobacco and have it carry my prayers. And, you know, it was a lot of asking for forgiveness, a lot of, um, Recovering innocence, asking for uh, reconciliation and some relationships that I had had that were not, you know, fully complete. And now with, you know, a lot of gratitude, I can look back and say that it really provided a lot. But something that I had the tendency to do with tobacco and even with cigars, cigars kind of got to this point as well, is it becomes a distraction. And, you know, similar to like people that have issues, you know, getting on Instagram or getting on Facebook or whatever, you know, it just becomes this kind of like comfort zone. And cigars are expensive. You know, I worked at a cigar shop for a little while, got a, you know, pretty fat discount on them, but still, you know, they're 8 to $12 a pop. That's like a pack of cigarettes, and I would be smoking a cigar a day. That gets, that gets expensive real quick. And so it was another one of those things. It's like, okay, for me and my alignment, it's important that I curb this because I don't, I don't have the resources right now to be spending that money on that. And, you know, if I want to really, like, clean this up, it's got to go over here. 
So it goes over in the abstinence pile, along with alcohol and along with coffee, because coffee was another one that, you know, enjoying the enjoying the buzz of life. That's something that's something that I've always enjoyed. I have Mars and Pisces. Mars and Pisces can have the tendency to deal with emotional pain through the usage of substances. Kind of reminds me of like Rat Park or Rat City. I don't remember. I think it's called Rat Park where they do the experiment with the cocaine. They lace the water. They see that the rat always drinks the cocaine water. And I'm like, oh, yeah, cocaine is obviously addictive. It doesn't even go to the regular water. And then somebody goes, wait a minute. Rats are social creatures. What if we built a whole little park, gave the rat a bunch of friends, a bunch of playmates, it had food? Let's try it then. They did the experiment. Each one of the rats went up, tried the cocaine water once, never went back to it. They only went to the regular water. So it, it was a, it was to, the, the theory is that it's actually loneliness and a lack of connection that is the primary cause of addiction. And in a lot of ways, that's rang true in my life. You know, when I feel close and I feel connected with people, I could see that. But for me, there's something a little bit more important and, and it's that purpose. If I don't feel like my life has any real purpose or if I have any sense of like meaning, it's easy for me to rely on those things to be substitutions for fulfillment. And so naturally, if I want to create more of a sense of purpose, well, sometimes you just got to get in there and do it. And so let me curb my distractions so I make a prayer to myself and it's a bracelet. You know, I, I pray as I braid this bracelet and it's a remembrance. It's a, this is why I'm doing this. So it's a kind of a ritualized practice. And this is, this is what I want for myself in abstaining from these things. I want more clarity. I want to not be able to escape through these coping mechanisms through these substitutions. I want to, I want to align myself with actual fulfillment. And I know that that's connected to purpose. So training my will to just say no to these substances and to these types of behaviors, that gives me a sense of purpose. And so that's what I'm doing for a year. That's my that's my commitment right now. But I've also gone to a couple of uh, Al-Anon meetings with a close friend. And, you know, just listening to those stories, listening to what people that have had real struggles with uh, alcohol. I, I think that it's primarily alcohol there. I've only been to two, um, but context clue says, yeah, yeah, it's mostly alcohol. And it's people that, you know, have suffered uh, 
family members and relatives being alcoholics. And it's very fascinating. I don't necessarily align with all the philosophy behind it, but I understand the utility of it. And I think that it's fucking awesome. And so in that way, I'm, and, and just the group participation, you know, there's 30 plus people that get in there and I'm fairly used to sitting in circles with people and talking about shit. And I, I like that. I like the authenticity. I like the honesty. And I like that people are actually willing to uh, share the things that are oftentimes hidden, you know? So, yeah, so that's what I'm up to. I am training my Martian energy to uh, be able to stand on its own, that agency. You know, Pisces wants to fuse. Let's merge. Let's be together. That's, you know, it's it's codependent. It's addictive. It's because it subconsciously recognizes itself and others. And there's nothing wrong with having that kind of sensitivity. That sensitivity is very important, you know, for empathy. You can't have empathy without that kind of sensitivity. You know, the vagus nerve system, you see pain happen in somebody else. Ah, I feel that pain. You know, that sensitivity is very important, especially, I think, in the direction that humanity is going. Being able to recognize ourselves and others is going to be extremely important. We actually treat each other a lot better in that way. So, you know, it's not something that I negate about myself. It's just something to recognize that there are strengths and weaknesses and gifts and curses to all of it. And it's just learning what you need to be when you need to be it, as my friend King says. So, so that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm up to. And, and I just realized that my uh, application cuts off at exactly the 30-minute mark. So that's good to know. But that's great. I'm wrapping up episode two. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed Uh, And I'm going to continue to talk more about astrology as we go. I'm going to talk more about my chart, which is, you know, that's uh, that that may change. I may come to a point where I realize like, "Eh, that's not really something I want to do. But who knows? I think I think the exposure is good. For now. And being in Scorpio season with a lot of the personal planets in Scorpio. That's saying a lot. Mercury retrograde. Here we are. Great. I'm born during Mercury retrograde. So welcome, bitches. Now you know what it's like all the time. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Enjoy.